0: Welcome to The Underground, My Little Underground with Peter A. All right, Connor. you know what it is. It's December on My Little Underground. We got to get our red pens out again to grade Mm -hmm. some papers, some of our favorite stuff in the second half of 2023.
1: And as usual, you go first. Okay. Yeah, I will go first. Um, I think... I want to start off with the Water From Your Eyes album, Everyone's Crushed. Um, I know I had mentioned this uh, during the midterms. Um, and I had mentioned, I think, you know, liking it. I had it on my list there because I felt that it could grow on me. And um, it definitely did. Uh, I think it definitely stands up as like this really interesting blend of dance and indie and pop and and kind of noise. Uh, I mean, I've even seen i i've seen it catch on too i mean i see it in tiktoks now some of their songs um which is crazy and i'm like oh that's water from your eyes so um yeah water from your eyes everyone's crushed uh which came out of matador uh they just finished up a european tour which is amazing they've been killing it with the touring they're non-stop now um but i mean songs like track five um are just they hit me really hard um and the production's amazing uh, it's very meticulously done. I feel like it's very like the attention to de- attention to detail and just the um intricacies of what they put together, um, is unmatched. And I haven't really heard anything like it this year. And um, yeah, water from your eyes, everyone's crushed. I I love those guys.
0: Yeah, uh, we all have a a long history with them. And yeah, like that album, uh, like you said, they definitely grew on me. And it's it- nothing sounds like it. And you know, they signed to Matador now, mm-hmm. and. Their first album on a bigger label, it's a big album, sonically. Like, it's so massive. It's, like, there's a lot going on in the best way. And it's weird.
1: Yeah. It's it's like, it's weird. It's you, you love it when a band gets signed to, like, a bigger, and it's so contradictory to or, or contrary to what you think happens. Like, oh, you get signed, they're going to do watered down pop stuff. And they're like, no, we're going to do weird stuff. We're going to get weird with it. And they did. And uh, I guess they've always been weird, but I love that they stuck with it water from your eyes going pop is my idea and that's not an insult yeah
0: that's exactly what it is it is oh i love my idea did that come out this year too or last year no that was that was last year yeah that was uh that was also that was on a bigger label it's
1: hardly hard and that's that's sub pop your t-shirt yeah they're 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 on sub pop i was in the sub pop store a few weeks ago yeah uh, in seattle and um i saw my idea all there was like a whole like section and I was just like oh my god that's really cool and it just reminded me that that's a great album but uh I got to listen to that again Yeah L- Laura was
0: uh you know who you met my lovely girlfriend she mm-hmm. we were talking about visiting the Pacific Northwest and I just thought that I just thought of like that airport in Seattle has a sub pop pop up It's crazy So that, like like that's the first thing I'm going to hit up like you know it like that, that's crazy yeah You got to go yeah Right so uh speaking in theme of of albums from the first half of the year that kind of aged very well I want to talk about the Foo Fighters album but here we are now this is one of their saddest yet also one of the most potent albums of the last decade because I feel like the last almost nine to ten years of their career um they've making they've been making some amazing stuff like I would say like eleven's wasting light 2014 Sonic Highways and even um the 2021 album their dancey album oh man the the name of it is escaping me but then there was conquering gold in 2017 oh medicine and midnight yes medicine and midnight these are such great albums for a band that's like you know they're an aging band but they're still making incredibly interesting stuff and but like all of their albums they have their usual style of lyrics that can apply to everyday life But this time it's focused on a theme that they've talked about before. Like on Sonic Highways, they have the song Subterranean, which is about Dave dealing with the trauma of losing Kurt Cobain, right? So you carry that theme over to an entire album. And, you know, the last year he's dealt with Taylor Hawkenstein, and I believe his his mom passed away too. So Mm -hmm. dealing with all of that and songs like Rescued, The Glass, Nothing At All, and Show Me How, which I'll talk about in a second. These are songs that really just deal with that and then and you know you've you've you know lost people i've lost people and hearing this music this year especially Mm -hmm. it's something i needed to hear it's just music that really like almost like what always is um uh blue rev did for me last year like this album kind of did the same for me this year and i sent you a cover of the glass from her Mm -hmm. and when i heard this version of it I was like okay hers amazing and what she did with this song is amazing let me listen to the Foo fighter version again and then let me return to the album again and i did and it definitely aged very well over the years and i i love it it's it's just tremendous and show me how Mm -hmm. which is a duet with him and his daughter violet and this song, I swear, it's kind of hard to listen to without getting a little emotional, especially the refrain, I'll take care of everything from now on. It's like you're talking about, you know, really just taking the next step in the healing, grieving process. And it's 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 amazing. It's just so gorgeous. Like, but yes, Foo Fighters are like a rock band and they're not known for experiments or nothing like that, which is fine. But they're lyrics and music are just they just kind of just hit me they really i really connect to it like this album is just just remarkable they deserve all the grammy every award nomination possible be it rock or etc they they've earned it it's just unbelievable yeah. and and it only makes me excited to go see them at city field
1: in july oh right they're they're playing city field i didn't know that yes they oh, are man yeah what what were your expectations for that album going in? Did you have any or you must have had some at least?
0: Ah, uh, so I mean, yeah, I expected them to, you know, touch on some of the things that they went through mm-hmm. because that's what they do. That's exactly what they do. Going back to the first album that's in ex- mm-hmm. the second album, color uh, color in shape is Dave dealing with divorce and yeah. dealing with, you know, you know, starting a new band, starting over, you know, yeah. and the third album, There's Nothing Left to Lose, it's the same thing. Starting yeah. anew. You know, you're yeah. dealing with fame. You're coming from LA. You know, some of your band members are leaving. You have a, a very just a core lineup, three people, and it's it's exactly what they do. And I didn't really expect it to sound like medicine and midnight because it's very let's have a great time, let's enjoy life. And dealing with certain, you know, certain issues of the world, you know, uh, at least, you know, uh, how, he, you know, they deal with it. Um, but this time mm-hmm. it was raw. I didn't expect it to be this raw. It's so raw and emotional. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of glad it went that direction. At first, it turned me off a little bit because uh, I was like, okay, this is a little too sad. But upon listening to it again, I'm like, okay, Yes, you are opening up yourself in the music. It's great to just enjoy and to feel the feelings,
1: yeah, yeah i i uh, I think I gave it a listener to uh, this summer, and uh, I have to definitely return to it, but uh it, I know that it's gonna be heavy when I do because there's so much there. I mean, losing obviously a core member of the group who was like, you know, once it happened, I was like, oh, there's no way they're gonna keep going because he it's like losing i don't know it's like that's a that's a core person um but i feel like they've done it uh, in a very respectful way um yeah um so my second uh is an album that came out uh i think definitely towards the end of the summer early fall and they're a brooklyn-based band i didn't know them before this but it's this band hotline tnt i don't know if you've heard of them hotline tnt no so Hotland TNT are this uh maybe power pop shoegaze uh garage band from Brooklyn. Uh they were originally Vancouver or you know the frontman Will Anderson um is from the Midwest, started in Vancouver and now lives in Brooklyn. Um and it's just this incredibly powerful uh very hokey 90s scuzzy, uh kind of power pop shoegaze album and you know i'm listening to it a few times i was trying to figure out what i like the most about it and i mean this in the best way is the 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 melodies kind of hang very lazily over the it's very simple uh they're very sweet it's kind of like when you hear always you're like that melody makes sense that's not they're not trying too hard it just fits and that's exactly what i hear in this but in a very like i don't want to say like kevin shields like uh what is it uh my buddy valentine kind of way but it has that same energy to me um the melody sort of remind me of dinosaur jr in a way and it just is relentless and it's not relentless it's relentless in in its uh uh tempo and it's it's loud it's very very loud but it doesn't ever get tired um and so i would say you know if you kind of want that um you know this wall of sound, uh, power pop, shoegazy, kind of music. Then Hotline TNT, they're gonna be your go to. And um, uh, it was a it was a pleasant surprise. But I'd say that that's definitely snuck up on me and made my list this year. Yeah, like every, yeah. like that's why I like doing these shows with you because mm-hmm.
0: I discover something new and I gain some perspective. So mm-hmm. you know I'll save it on a list of like oh that that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. so on my list I got someone who's been on. My various list over the over the past couple of years. And that's Homeboy Sandman. Uh, he has a new mixtape, I can't sell these either, a sequel to his I Can't Sell These mixtape from last year. And he's essentially just rapping over tunes that aren't his, which is classic uh hip-hop mixtape flavor. You know, if you're a Lil Wayne fan, you know about the dedication series. If you're a 50 Cent fan, you know about the the early G-Unit mixtapes, like 50 Cent is the future and all those. If you're a Jeezy fan, you know about Trap or Die. Similar concept. Um this year, he's rapping over tunes from the likes of Jay-Z and a frequent collaborator of his knowledge. And I I really want to talk about Band in the USA, which is one of the first singles off of it. He's rapping over Dominic Frontieri's 1971's The End of Love. And if you hear this song individually without Homeboy Salmon rapping over it, this is like, oh my god, like this is hip-hop. Even though it predates hip hop, but it's like this is hip hop. Like I wouldn't be surprised at if you go to a block party in the late nineteen seventies. There's not a DJ like cracking, you know, you know, cutting this uh, record up. I'm 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 pretty sure that there has to be a tape somewhere of some DJ cutting this song off and some other other rapper rapping over it. But anyway, theme of this song is about using metrics m- metrics something that Homeboy Sandman always alludes to. He always talks about his status as an underground rapper, what that means, and being a creator that exists outside of the mainstream. And more specifically, the track art to this has a Spotify metrics, which I I sent you when it came out. Mm -hmm. And what's notable is his fan conversion rate, which is Spotify followers divided by monthly listeners. And his conversion rate is 82%. And that means that people that follow him really listen and engage with his stuff. And his conversion rate is higher than that of I Spice, 21 Savage, Megan Thee Stallion. The difference is his reach as far as like playlisting is not that big, right? We all know this. He has a smaller audience, but he has a more engaged audience. So yeah. if you're like a marketer or whatever, if you like that should like ring a lot of bells. Yeah. And he talks about why possibly, you know, that's not the case, even though you know people love him. And also the thing about Homeboy Sandman, if you know anything about him over the last couple of years, he is not on social media. He only communicates through email newsletters. And whatever press release, like, okay, if he if he does an album with Aesop Rock and that, well, the, the Lice albums or whatever, is distributed through Rhymesayers, that's the only way you know that, that that's happening. Or if he puts out another record with Stone's Throw, Peanut Butter mm-hmm. Wolf will send out a press release or anything. Or his his label, Mellow Music, they'll send out a press release. That's how you know something's coming. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? He, mm-hmm. he exists in such a minimal way digitally. To see that mm-hmm. he has such an engaged audience, and it probably helps that he was with you know he was in the Stones Throw documentary, and artists like Talib Kweli always bigs him up, so that's great. Mm-hmm. So, but the fact is, he is as he told me, he spends time with the rhyme. He's incredible. Uh, people come to his shows. I know because I went. I saw him perform at Baby's Alright. His set started at eleven o'clock. I was the exhausted. It was late. very late. Yeah, but the venue was filled. Yes, but anyway, I just I loved how he executed this theme. I I was I learned a lot. I'm like, whoa, okay. I this is basically saying that talent really works. If you're yeah. good at what you do, you eventually people are going to come to you. Yeah, um, which is just amazing. He's breaking all the rules. Yeah, and usually, what I love about these mixtapes is that he's rapping over like obscure songs, right? So what little wayne would do and 50 cent would do back in the day they would flip recognizable songs but what homeboy salmon does he takes relatively obscure songs you know aside from the jay-z songs or the jay dilla songs and they're also songs even if he's rapping over popular music they're not songs that are easily recognizable if you're like a, like a if you love deep cuts or whatever you may recognize it but generally speaking like last year he rapped over guys like tobacco and angel rada like i knew about tobacco but i didn't know who angel rada was until he rapped over it mm-hmm. and that's kind of cool that's really cool it's kind of like hip-hop in its purest form yeah. so if you just love the the rawness of hip-hop just a guy rapping over giving you some bars and making you think a little bit you're gonna love this
1: you know you mentioned earlier uh when we both come on and do this uh two times a year we both find things that we can take back and go listen to things we didn't uh know about before this is another example of that this is something that i now i'm going to go listen to and um check out for myself because uh first of all the uh ethic of kind of doing this yourself or, or like kind of being minimalist with your presence i love that i i i think i just like that a lot um yeah. and um kind of honing more in on the craft and, and really developing yourself to the highest degree that you can um, in whatever space you're in uh, is really attractive to me as well. So um, I love that. So I'm going to go check this out after, um, but an album that sort of snuck up on me as well. And I saw them perform that it's a collaboration album it came out, I think in August or, j- or July. Um, it's the Danny Brown and JPEG mafia scaring the hose. Album. That was I this year. That was this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, I saw them perform uh, at Pier 17 back in August, maybe late August. Um, As an aside, craziest show I've been to. I've been to a lot of hardcore shows. I've been to a lot of shows, you know, and uh, this mosh pit was the whole the whole floor. There was I couldn't get away from it. And the craziest mosh pit too. like you couldn't get out of it. It was just nuts. Um, but the command that they both had over the stage was incredible. I love both of them. I mean, I didn't wasn't too familiar with JPEG before. I knew some of his stuff, but Danny Brown, I love Atrocity Exhibition. Like that was that was a standout one for me years ago. Love that album. So yeah, I went for him. I'm like, I want to hear, not gonna hear Atrocity Exhibition, but uh no, actually, he did play some of that stuff. They did like flipped anyway. So in the Hose. Uh, I, I heard that this summer and it was immediately impactful for me. Um it's it's weird, it's got a lot of energy. Um, it feels like they're kind of both at the top of their game here on this. And they just sounded like they had a lot of fun doing it. Um, and it's also really funny. I mean, some of the lyrics in there um and just scaring the hose, scaring the hose, like flat out. That's just a funny title for an album. Yeah. Um, so I think as far as standout tracks, like Lean Beef Patty and Steppa Pig, both are incredibly like diverse sonically, and they hit really hard. So um, those are two standouts for me but um yeah, I would say that scaring the hose is definitely on my top uh for the year and I would love to see them again. I think I'm gonna stand in the back. I, I don't know if I I don't know I got really really close like to the front of the stage, which was amazing um but I can't physically handle that anymore not at that not not at, not that show that was just like everyone was like 19 and uh they were going like, insane i'm like this is cool but i physically will die here but uh yeah. if we was, do see uh
0: danny brown in the future is got to be uh, like the blue note or something
1: i yeah 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 yeah. Dan- but danny brown also um i they brought out like uh i think they brought out red veil at a certain point um which is crazy but uh yeah no scaring the hose is definitely i think that's my third but uh yeah scaring the hose is up there for me this year
0: Continuing this hip-hop trend that we start here, the Homeboy Sandman, Danny Brown, JPEG Mafia, Don't Trust the Soul, their eponymous debut EP. Um, this is the duo of Buster Wolf and Artisan P, frequent My Little Underground visitors, um, and they're from the Citronella Room label down in Tallahassee, Florida. And the production on this EP was pretty much handled for the most part, actually all of it, by their in-house producers. Being Buster Wolf, Late Show host and DJ Proof, and R S M P and Buster Wolf have amazing chemistry together on a track, whether it's R S M P rapping over Buster Wolf's production, or these two guys rapping together, and especially on like their first single on Tilt. You know, I love when rappers go bar for bar, and they do it on here so well. And some of their other tunes on here are very lyr- lyrically ambiguous, but also they have a, a you know a central point to it. Um, like "Legend," probably my favorite song on here. It's all about just being your best self, you know, and, and reaching you know any kind of goal you want to achieve. And w- one thing I noticed about these songs is that they, from a song structure standpoint, they're j- they're spectacular. They have great hooks, and I think they put these songs together. To perform them live, to, to not only to, for you to chill out and listen to it, but like to when you go see them live because they're anthemic. They're let's all sing along together. That's exactly what these are. And to me, if you like early Def Jux, like the you know the Float and um, Labor Day's era Aesop Rock stuff. And maybe some early Stone's Throw stuff, some J Dilla, early Matt, like a little Quasimodo in there. Like, you're going to love this stuff. And if these guys existed in 2000, 2001, they'll be going on tour with Cannibal Ox, Aesop Rock, and maybe maybe LP. Like, that'll just be, it's exactly what they are to me. They they're, To me, they're cut from that cloth, but they're going a little bit more in like the soulful rap. But uh, this is some great stuff. Everyone go out of their way to go listen to this. The whole EP is like 11 minutes long so it's it's uh easily digestible but not forgettable which is also um another um another artist on my list has that same theme which i'll get to a little bit later so Mm -hmm. yeah what's next on your list connor
1: uh next for me is another one that came out uh in the latter half of the year uh another another artist i had no i i didn't know uh it's roshin murphy and dj cozy who i do know. I yeah you sent me this, this is really yeah, yeah, yeah 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 oh I sent you hip uh uh free will I think so what yeah, yeah something off this album free will uh, that was good yeah I dude i I heard this album when it came out and um uh it was just rich and beautiful and like overflowing with like really interesting sonic textures and the songs didn't really I don't know how to describe this, but they didn't sort of demand your attention. If you paid attention that you were like, Oh, this is like a sleeper, like club hit. Like this goes pretty hard, but it's not like kind of hitting you over the head with like volume. It's not trying to, it's not throwing shiny lights at you or shiny objects or whatever. It's just like kind of subtle, but all the songs are just like, there's an incredible progression. Their hooks are incredible. Um, and it's just uh little things they put here and there um voice effects, different beats, different different rhythms they throw in at some points. Um kind of that wouldn't make sense otherwise. Here they do and they and it just kind of creates this like incredible sonic mosaic. Um I think free will and can't replicate are ones that uh hit really hard. Um and also Irish singer-songwriter she's been doing it for many many years. Uh DJ Cozy is German. But uh yeah this is definitely one that took me by surprise and um, I I loved it. I don't know. Uh, did did you hear about this when I sent it to you, or has this kind of been on your radar? No, but when I was listening to this,
0: um, I saw today, Sophia Cortez's. I think she announced a little tour, uh, in North America, and she t- took a picture with uh DJ uh, Cozy because uh she lives in Germany. She lives in Berlin. Um okay. So that's cool. Like two like house uh, producers, like you know, hanging out. Yeah. Um, The one thing I want to ask you as far as like like house records and stuff like that, some dance records of the last couple of years, do you think this record um, sounds good as a cohesive album? Or do you think like this kind of music kind of really is uh, better suited for like shorter forms like EPs or singles? I think
1: this I think this was well suited for an album. And I know what you mean. I mean, I think, you know, there are some records that you might hear a few singles. Then when the album comes, you're like, ah, okay, well, that could have been an EP or that single would have been fine, but definitely seems like there's filler tracks here, but that isn't really the case here. I felt like all the songs made sense. Uh, Nothing felt out of place thematically. It flowed really well. And um, it was at the same time made for the club, it seems like, but also definitely made for like, Sit down, listen to it. It's like a 35 or 40 minute album. Or something. I could be wrong, but it's definitely not long. Um, it it kind of fits both worlds there. And I, that's that's what I thought. That's one of the elements that uh kind of drew me to it. I definitely feel like not many house records do that. Right.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. so for me, we're gonna go to New Jersey, long branch for a trio, a Django Pop trio known as Lightheaded they put out their debut ep good good great on the legendary slumberland records and they have a full length coming out at the top of the year or so sometime in 2024 mm-hmm. um this thing this the, this collection of songs is like the the most jubilant piece of jingle pop i've heard um all year outside of like chime school stuff and it's just a lot of sweet bright fun c86 style pop gems especially a song i just can't stop listening to and that's patty girl this song is such a sugary sweet hook with with harmonies that kind of sound like honey in your tea and this this stuff lighthead is material just like what i said before it's like don't trust the soul in a way it's easily digestible but unforgettable you won't forget about it it's it, it it'll stay in your head like the definition of an earworm in in the best way um this stuff is great and if you want to just feel good about yourself and just feel great listen to lightheaded they will make you feel amazing not lightheaded at all yeah grounded
1: yes very nice grounded and, and grounded yeah equilibrium
0: yeah. intact
1: yes yeah um jersey you said yeah long branch long branch yeah um uh so my fifth album, my fifth yeah. project here is one that I did mention on the previous uh podcast it was the Aruj Avtah, BJ Iyer and uh Shazad Ismaili album Love in Exile definitely more um uh ambient and and kind of easygoing in pace than everything else I've mentioned but I think it's absolutely stunning and the um uh, the texture of you know what they managed to create is just like transcendent in a way um and it, it mixes so many different genres like south asian jazz experimental and ambient all at the same time and i think actually this might be nominated for a grammy i'm not sure well um, which is great i mean happy for them i think this is a very uh it's a very unique record and i'm happy that you know what category i i don't uh maybe alternative album it might be up with i could be talking on my ass here it's very possible but like i think alternative maybe okay. uh or, or definitely more experimental i would say that's probably a safe bet like experimental but um uh yeah i mean it, it it tackles um uh themes of like love loss um and like longing and the lyrics are both sung in Urdu and persian oh which uh, is really really cool and so it's just such a nice i don't know it's a really nice listen and uh uh i've listened to it many times since and it just kind of it kind of sits with me well like it it feels like an old friend that i'm like listening to at this point i mean I, i know it came out in like january or definitely earlier earlier this year but um yeah i i think that might be one of my top and that's definitely um you know it sits very high up there for me okay yeah
0: so uh last on my list got a double single from an L.A. band that I'm quite fond of that have been on the show before, and that's Moe Dottie. They put out a double single uh, for anyone and you, uh, with the flip side being late August, early September. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the A side first for anyone and you. And the opening of this tune immediately brought me to when I first heard Only Shallow by My Bloody Valentine. Similar kind of aesthetic, just like. Attacking drums and just a crushing guitar riff just coming right at you. And no fade in, just kind of just coming at you in, in, in the best way. And you know this, too. Like, over the years, both of us have seen so many My Bloody Valentine, you know, worshipers. Some of them do it well. Some of them do it in a more, you know, unique way. Like, I saw the record right behind you, The Never that Never album, oh, I yeah. thought they took like the suburban emo thing and added some shoegaze stuff. I thought they blended that together really well. Um, yeah. But Mo Dottie does it, you know, in a similar way, you know, their own version of like shoegaze worship uh, with some like some sweetness. It's like coffee with some Splenda in it. Yeah. You know, like I think where My Buddy Valentine focused, uh, they had a lot of experimentation. I think Mo Dottie have like, OK, we're making pop songs. And the noisy melody, like on the the main guitar riff, is like so serenading to me. I was listening to it this morning and just brings me such peace. And uh, the flip side, late August, early September is a lot more ambient. It's more akin to something, you know, Mickey Barney would do with Lush or what Hope Sandoval would do with her own projects and uh, and Mazzy Star. Like, it's just really just... Lush, uh, I don't know, pun intended. Yeah. Um, just beautiful, beautiful material, and I yeah. couldn't stop listening to us. I love Modotti, and I can't wait to see what they're gonna do
1: next. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Um, I I always feel like I come away from with with these from these with with so much more music to like more homework. Yeah, I come. Away with, I'm like I gotta check all this stuff out. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like I feel like there's been so much good music this year, and uh uh. Yeah, so much to the point where I just, I can't almost handle it, you know? Yeah, it's a little, and it's, I, I think I've done a good job of,
0: like, filtering out, like, the quality stuff and really focusing on what am I really listening to, you yeah. know? Like, what am I really going back to listen to? Because, you know, the one thing I kind of want to get your thoughts on uh, before we wrap up here is, like, December releases. Because, so, Zarface just put out a new album, December 1st, right? Really? Uh, Zartificial Intelligence, <laughs> great name, I love it. I I yeah. bought it and it's it, it's really great. Um, but yeah. it's it's really hard to like say, okay, is this one of my favorite albums of the year? Because did I listen to it all year? Did I enjoy it all year? Like, what are the credentials? Like, can you just can an album come out towards the end of the year and can you still enjoy it a lot? And then look back on the rest of the year and say, oh, this is probably one of the better albums of the year. You know, yeah. th- what do you think about like late year releases?
1: I think it's tough um i not many people do it for one i think december is a time where it kind of quiets down with shows and music releases yeah um uh so when someone does put something out you you notice because it's like oh wait that's weird time to release it but i think it's an interesting question of i love this but i haven't sat with it for a long time so is it rose is it is it just like, it's new and I'm liking it. I mean, how am I gonna feel about this in a month, two, six, a year? Um, I think that's a really hard thing to kind of parse out. Um, that being said, I've I've definitely heard music that's come out in December or maybe at the end of the year that I've I've loved. I mean, a few years ago, what Run the Jewels put out either three or four like in December or like New Year's. Yep. I, I don't know. It was very I very. I think it was late. Christmas Day, twenty sixteen. They did Run the Jewels three. Which, like that holds up, like that album does hold up, and I'm like, okay, that's a good example of something that came out at the eleventh hour, yeah, um, and holds up. So I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's tricky, but um, uh, yeah, I don't know. What's your, what's your take?
0: Yeah, I think that, um, honestly, like I don't really follow any rules as as far as like making your list of your favorite songs or albums or whatever if a if a song comes out at 11 59 on december 31st <laughs> yeah. and you think it's one of your favorite songs of the year great like good for yeah. you like that that's yeah. awesome i i think about um i think about the run the jewels album and you know this is our face album and um i don't know if you remember a, night, a new york city duo qty they put out yeah. their their album in december uh, of 2017 and it still holds up i still love it every time it gets cold i want to put on uh, a cold night, so yeah. um, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't matter. You know, if if you're a publication, you ready put out your top fifty or whatever it is, and an album comes out a week later, and you're like, ah, it doesn't count or whatever. Then that's ah, you. That's that. That's how if that's how you feel. But for me, it's all you know. It, you know, it's all fair game. You know, if you yeah. want to put out an album December first or January first it doesn't matter you know what i mean a good album is is a good album it's gonna if it resonates with you then you know and you really go back to when you listen to it a lot and you can't stop thinking about it there you go that you just that's it that's it it should fall into your category if that's how i look at it. i look at quality you know yeah. I mean, i focus on that
1: yeah that's it that's a good approach i think i, I think yeah. i mirrored that I am waiting for a new Run the Jewels album which hasn't we haven't gotten that in a while unless we have and I'm just misremembering but we've only got it to 4 which is like what yep. 2 years ago maybe 3 3 3 almost 4 three. years ago at this point. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. They're 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 finishing up or have finished up RTJ10 like the <laughs> the tour, you know, like oh, ten yeah. 10 years which is great but Exactly. Uh, um and also Killer Mike just put out an album I think. Yep. And he I toured it was, a little bit too. Yeah, so Maybe
0: next year 2024. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe uh yeah. Christmas Eve this year, Christmas Day, New Year's, New Year's Eve. That'd we'll be get great. Some.
1: Honestly. That'd be great. All right. Um yeah.
0: connor has been great. I love these shows and uh yeah, I think too. people love listening to these shows too. Uh I come away listening, you know, uh being exposed to new music. I think that's the point. So anything else you want to
1: plug before we wrap up here today? Uh no, I think just uh my probably my socials, uh Rooney Tunes R-O-O-N-E-Y-T-N-S, at I mean that's most of my things. um. You know, that's my portfolio. There's photos on there. I am also writing for Northern Transmissions now as well. And so you can check out uh, northerntransmissions.com and you can find out, you know, there's a, there's a, a year-end list coming up soon. And uh, I've got some interviews up there as well. So uh, that's something to check out. So that'll be Great. up in the next week or so.
0: Awesome. And I'll link all that stuff in the episode description. Cool.
1: Awesome.
0: awesome. All right. Thank you again, Connor. Yeah, thanks. My Little Underground.